I'm Wendy McGee. Welcome to episode 21 of the Round Trip Podcast. I'm using this show to talk about my 2019 solo trip across Canada on my Canon Spider. I'm currently describing the return trip, and this week I focus on Ontario eastbound. Someone that I know who recently drove across Canada told me that Ontario is four effing days too long. I beg to differ and savor it every minute on the road. Join me on my journey. I woke up in Kenora early on September 29th and was on the road before daylight. At 6.44 a.m. it was 5 degrees Celsius and felt like 2. Bullwinkle was loaded and I was ready to go. I really love my Aurora heated vest. I pulled into a Tim Hortons at one point for a tea break. There were four older ladies there, one originally from Newfoundland, who sat near me and asked about my journey. I really do stick out like a sore thumb when I take a break. They were incredibly sweet and a little concerned that my blue rain gear would fade into the gray of the rain and clouds as I rode. I assured them that I had a flagman's vest and promised to put it on before I left the parking lot. I was alone, but not really. A little later, a subway restaurant somewhere between Kenora and Uppsala led me to a chat with a retired couple on a motorcycle. We arrived at the same time and I learned that they were returning from Europe. They'd flown the bike over with them and spent several weeks touring, I believe the Scandinavian countries. Apparently, Air Canada will ship your motorcycle over for the price of an economy ticket. How cool is that? My ride for the day was almost 500 kilometers, so I took frequent breaks, chatting along the way. Thunder Bay was the target for the night, and it would end up turning into two soggy nights. I was probably a little too focused on getting a cheap room, and I ended up with one in a sketchy part of town. While I never felt personally in danger, there was a dark cloud, and it was made up of more than just the weather. I had a chat with a fascinating man in his 70s from the Gaspésie. He worked on bringing electrical lines into the mines, and seemed to enjoy working, but I got the feeling that he probably still had to. His view of Canada was very different than mine, as he lamented better times. Our conversation lasted about 30 minutes in a melange of French and English, which me reminded me yet again that I was getting closer to home. It also forced me to take stock of my life that day and where I was. I had never really felt freer or more myself. The fact that I would converse in French, not perfectly but functionally, was a source of tremendous pride. My choice of accommodations wasn't great, but I had both the ability and control to choose differently. And I had given myself the gift of designing my next steps. It might have also been perceived as a sink-or-swim situation, but I really already know how to swim. I just needed to pick a direction and start acting. After the dark vibe in Thunder Bay, I arose and prepared to leave before daybreak on October 1st. My goal that day, due to a shortage of accommodations along the route, was to get all the way to Sault Ste. Marie, over 700 kilometers. That's an intense day on a bike. My longest ride in terms of mileage up until then had been during the eastern leg between Moncton, New Brunswick and Temesquata sur le lac Quebec, back in July when the days were much longer. I stopped for gas and hit the road only to break minutes later as I approached the Terry Fox Monument. I needed some light in my day, so I crossed the Trans-Canada Highway and returned to the spot that had so moved me on my westbound trip. It was an excellent impulse as I sat there watching the sun rise, illuminate Terry's silhouette. The sky was afire that morning, and I ended up with some beautiful pictures. The key to the day would be the pace, and as I prepared to leave, I texted one of my guardian angels, Ray, to chat about my plan. He recommended coffee. I bid Terry goodbye and headed off. 
Breakfast in Nipigon, lunch in White River, a stop in Wawa to visit Young's General Store again, and then a pit stop along Lake Superior at a place called Catherine Cove. It was hard to wrap my head around the fact that this was a lake and not the ocean. Most of those vistas could have easily been from the coastline in Nova Scotia, except there was no smell of salt air. During the day as I hugged Lake Superior, I was buzzing along and saw movement out of the corner of my eye. It was off to the right of the pavement, about 30 meters in front of me. Imagine my surprise when the moving white object turned out to be a bald eagle picking at something in the grass. What I initially saw moving were the tail feathers. As I got closer, the eagle took flight and began an upward ascent as I rode beside him. He was three meters off to my right at helmet height. What an incredible sight. I have never wanted a GoPro more. Such a majestic creature, and for a couple of seconds we were soaring together. And then, as I was traveling faster and straighter, I left him behind. Hands down, the best critter moment of the entire trip. For now, it's contest time. The winner of last week's polar bear painting was Kathy Ireland. Congratulations, and thank you again to everyone who is listening. This week's prize is based on a picture that I took from the Terry Fox Monument outside Thunder Bay. Can you see the sleeping giant? You can win it by telling me what creature I saw that prompted me to describe it as the best critter moment of my entire trip. Thank you for listening. My name is Wendy, and remember to laugh. Love yourself, act, and be fearless. Have an awesome week, and next week I'll wrap up Ontario.